and Digital Wave is back. Thank you so much, Digital Love. Such a lovely jam to just start the program and get everybody into that chilled out mood to discuss tech in Sri Lanka. How is everybody? How are you guys doing? I hope you are having a good weekend. It was a distracted weekend, I would say, for all most of us. Sri Lanka had uh, its elections, parliamentary elections, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, and literally Thursday and Friday were just election results coming in and everybody getting distracted about that. So even the previous week... Um, people were asking where where is the program where's your episode but i said listen you know what let's just take a creative decision to pause because i know a lot of the conversation was around elections was around different things and talking about tech and digitization in sri lanka was sort of taking the back seat and i thought you know what let let people have that let that heat subside and let's let's talk about tech once uh, this election fever is over so which is why we're recording the episode today which is a saturday and uh, gives everybody ample time to digest and just settle back into their routines uh, as for elections yes uh, it was it was an interesting time a lot of engagement on social media as well uh, interestingly one of the highest spent elections for social media uh, Facebook has the ad spend tool, which you can check how much each individual spent. And uh, well, since the results are out, actually, we can do a comparison even of how much money people spent and how many of those people actually got elected. So interesting comparison. So on that note, yes, that's what's been happening. And uh, let's just jump right in to this week's topic. So after that short break, let's jump right into this week's topic. What is this week's topic? Well, interestingly, since uh, the conversation is still sort of around uh, elections and the parliamentary elections and the new uh, prime minister and the new government that's going to come, actually some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about and part of the focus of this program, uh, the digital wave, is to focus about tech and digitization in Sri Lanka. So on that basis, here are some of the legislations that the new parliament should legislate, according to our opinion. So there you go. So these are some of the, like, for example, well, there's so many uh, legislations and there's talk of, uh, you know, reforming the constitution, uh, removing certain constitutional amendments and so on and so forth. We won't get into that because that's a political discussion. But I, what I do want to do is to talk about some of the tech laws that we feel as the tech industry, as uh, technocrats, that should be implemented within our country and is actually lacking within our country. So here are well, our top picks for the new tech laws that the new parliament should legislate on. Number one, I think uh, you guys can guess what it is cybersecurity. I know it's a, it's a topic that's very close to my heart. It's a topic I talk about uh, and I advocate a lot because I feel cybersecurity is something that everyone should be aware of, not only uh, people with technical background, because digitization and digitalization and tech is now omnipresent 
in our society it's it's basically indistinguishable from our daily lives so you need to have that awareness of your security of your data your privacy how people can manipulate you uh, when it comes to certain digital crimes so i feel that sort of awareness should be present with everybody and it's one of my personal missions to make sure that i go and i become an evangelist to make sure that everyone understands the threat of cybersecurity and to demystify cybersecurity and to talk about cybersecurity in any forum i get and this is a subject that i've been speaking about i've been very vocal since 2016 but enough about that so coming to the first law that or rather first legislation that we would like to see the new parliament legislate on is the cyber security bill why because the cyber security bill has been ready since 2018 if i'm not mistaken the previous government sat on it for quite a while and i believe there was some talk about it uh, in 2019 saying that you know it's a few months away from uh, you know we are going to legislate on it uh, it has been sent to attorney general's department which uh, which is basically the government's lawyer so the attorney general department has to clear uh, any law before it's uh, presented to parliament so that so all the stages were done and the then minister at the time i believe it was minister ajit p perera said that oh you know we can introduce this law within the few, within the next few months and that was somewhere like mid 2019 i i do believe i have the, even the newspaper clippings of that uh fast forward to a year later a little more than a year later we still don't have that of course uh there can be an argument that of course in the in that period uh, parliament uh, rather presidential election happened and the covid crisis happened so and certainly parliament was not convened because of this current crisis so because of all that uh, certainly that piece of legislation could have been delayed but certainly that's a, a required legislation uh primarily because sri lanka doesn't have a working cybersecurity policy at the moment uh there is a publication that cert has prepared you can go to cert's website and i believe uh, on the left hand corner there is a link to download the draft cybersecurity framework policy so this piece of legislation uh, actually wants to introduce a cybersecurity agency that's going to be proactive in uh, giving policy giving strategy on cybersecurity um, sweeping measures when it comes to public sector where they have to appoint uh, something like a ciso into their midst and uh, basically you know so many uh, so many other aspects of cybersecurity will be uh, sort of put in from this act it's not that this act is without uh, flaws certainly one thing that i picked up on and i actually tweeted about there is actually a twitter thread on my critique of the cybersecurity bill uh, i'll share it if if possible uh, and actually one of the things that i honed in on is a of course the act prescribes that uh, a cybersecurity ciso like person should be appointed for each government ministry and uh, then my question was what's the push my pushback was a uh, certain listen government ministries government public sector organizations certainly they have so they're governed by the establishment code so if you're going to appoint somebody is it in house are they going to do this as part of their job or is it their only job so put things into perspective the right 
for Information Act also appointed information officers, officers within ministries. But then that's sort of a that's a very straightforward role. But when it comes to cybersecurity, when it comes to information security within public sector, the question you should ask is, okay, are these people competent? Should you actually hire somebody with a little bit of uh, technology and IT background? Then where is this big hire being taken? Is it a CADA appointment or is it a permanent CADA appointment? So, so many things that you need to clarify on that. And the second point was uh, the act actually wants to appoint an authority uh, for cybersecurity in Sri Lanka. I believe it was called the Sri Lanka Cybersecurity Agency. So then they, the act gives out uh, the people who should appoint and so on and so forth. And then I believe in one place it said that the chairman should have, and just wait for this guys, the chairman of this agency should have 25 years of experience in cybersecurity. And I'm like, what? Globally, just, just let that sink in. 25 years of experience in cybersecurity. If you take the world and you say, who has 25 years of experience in cybersecurity? I guarantee you there's only a few handful of people in the world who can fill that vacancy. But there you go. Here's an act in Sri Lanka who is looking for a chairman who has 25 years of cybersecurity experience. Again, it's ridiculous. I think it should uh, be amended. I hope it will be amended when it's being passed. So that's one act. Cybersecurity Act or Cybersecurity Bill. The second one, again, uh, one act that I'm being very, very vocal about, which should have been done a long time ago. Again, um, the discussion around it started around 2017, and we are still uh, not uh, active in that area, is the Data Privacy Act. So, as you know, uh, Sri Lanka, one of Sri Lanka's key trading partners is European Union and sort of the European Union has uh, the GDPR which is their own data protection framework and this cyber uh, rather data protection act was modeled around GDPR and certainly there's been several committees and several consultations that were done uh, again I believe it should be, should have been done a little differently uh, and also I think they had representation from telcos I believe Dialogue and Mobitel had the representatives in the committee that was drafting the uh, data protection bill. Again, that is a piece of legislation that's been idling since 2018. We should have passed it around that area. We have not done that. So, which is really affecting uh, especially our IT companies because, you know, if in order to become actually a technology hub, in order to become a key player in the technology space. Sri Lanka has enough talents and resources sometimes, but certainly our compliances uh, are lacking. And when it comes to domestic legislations like this for data protection and even cybersecurity, uh, if you don't have that kind of laws, it actually is a disadvantage for companies operating here. So, And also, uh, you can see blatant abuse of your private data. I mean, how many times have you guys had SMSs from people, uh, promotional SMSs from people that you don't even know about or companies that you don't even know? How many of you all had, uh, 
IVR recordings or rather the personalized calls or recorded calls from candidates and you know very well that you did not share your uh, mobile number with any political party and yet here you are uh, getting a, a recorded call from a guy who wants to go to parliament. So certainly these are the aspects that uh, that should be covered under Data Protection Act. Again, piece of legislation that's already there. Again, there are some gaps. For instance, there's no fines for uh, breaches of data privacy. There, and uh, the another aspect is, and one thing I'm very vocal about, is the biggest data warehouses in the country were represented. For, for example, Dialogue and Mobitel, who sits on a lot of private data of people. And they were part of the process. And certainly, uh, one thing the Act talks about is that if an organization has internal standards when it comes to data privacy, then the Act can't really go there or find them, which I think is wrong because if you actually find an individual or an organization breaching data protection regulations, you should be able to find them. Rather, Also, you should be able to put them in front of court and to give out some sort of punishment as well because then you realize the seriousness of the offense and therefore would be deterred not to do it. So again, another piece of legislation that I felt uh, the new parliament can certainly focus on. Third is the interoperability of data. Now, thankfully, there's a lot of stability that comes in with this parliament. Uh, the present government is there with a two-thirds majority. Uh, politically, that means a lot of things. Like I said, um, new legislation, new constitution, constitutional amendments, we don't know. But certainly another piece of legislation that you can do is, actually it's not probably one piece of legislation, it's a series of amendments that you need to do to ensure that the digital identity of Sri Lankans is centralized in one place uh, and different departments or different government agencies should be able to share those de th that data freely uh, and freely and without obstacle among each other. Let me give you an example. So right now in Sri Lanka, the birth and death certificate is governed by uh, the registrar of persons. Uh, the NIC is governed by another government department. Uh, your tax is governed by another government department, so on and so forth. So for them to share data among each other, I, I touched on this in episode one as well. So I don't want to go into into this deep. But certainly you need some kind of act that establishes the framework for the digital identity in Sri Lanka and also an agency that would govern the digital identity and the compliances and standards and etc. Thirdly, uh, you must give amendments to the existing legislation or existing acts so that this new digital identity is allowed to share among different departments and different functions of government. Very simple. It's simple to say, but of course, uh, very complex to legislate on. But certainly that's something they can focus on as well. So a data interoperability platform for the digital identity in Sri Lanka. Let's call it that. So that's number three. Uh, number four is something very serious. Uh, previous program also has focused on 
is cyberbullying in Sri Lanka. Right now, we don't have a legislation on, on it, a specific legislation, but if you look at uh, Singapore or any other different countries in the region, you can listen back to our episode on cyberbullying for more in-depth discussion on this. But certainly, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a law that we need to focus on. It's a law that needs to be discussed and legislated on. A lot of people are undergoing cyberbullying as we speak and they don't have redress. Uh, right now, what they do is they rely on the penal code uh, and on the penal code, they try to prosecute people. But I think a specific set of legislation would actually be best. Uh, that's number three. <laughs> number four is laws relating to e-commerce in Sri Lanka. Hear me out. Uh, actually, one gap that we noticed, especially in this COVID peri period, is that uh, sort of the quality consumer affairs authority has very little oversight into e-commerce companies. And because of that, sometimes people are receiving subpar goods and services from e-commerce service providers. So that aspect needs to be addressed and certainly, you know, e-commerce providers may be put under the Consumer Affairs Authority overview or, you know, have a fresh agency that actually can give oversight to registration uh, of e-commerce websites, to the governance of e-commerce websites and uh, guidelines, rules and procedures and enforcement of those things. So certainly if you can look at an agency that actually governs this entire process, it will be better. But at least in the short term, new parliament, uh, make sure that e-commerce companies fall under Consumer Affairs Authority purview. Number five, we have gig economy operators uh, that are in Sri Lanka. Uber, uh, I believe Airbnb, uh, so many gig economy uh, big global operators and one of the problems that local e-commerce companies continuously bring out is they actually pay taxes to the government of Sri Lanka in, in tunes of billions of rupees but whereas companies like Uber don't actually pay any taxes in Sri Lanka and therefore the government of Sri Lanka is losing out on a tax revenue from them and sort of you know makes sure that they're in this weird place where they're not in oversight into any government agencies in Sri Lanka. So one example I think most of us has experienced is when it comes to Ubers, uh, you know, especially uh, ladies who have felt unsafe traveling uh, on Ubers. And there was, I think sometime back, there was an article, full page article on the Daily Mirror as well, uh, where, you know, how Uber is not doing anything much to protect their passengers, especially uh, ladies. Who are traveling and who get harassed uh, in different ways or or you know uh, robbed or some violently assaulted even and then uber has done very little uh, in terms of their platform to make sure there is security so that aspect that gap can be fixed by a piece of legislation a to look at uh, the taxation aspect where big players do pay some kind of tax to the government of Sri Lanka because they're operating for Sri Lankan consumers and B, to actually have certain oversight on them, especially when it comes to uh, a local, the especially when it comes to Sri Lanka and how they're not part of Sri Lankan law in certain aspects. So maybe you can fix that anomaly because end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, parliament is the place where you legislate on and, you know, bring fresh laws into Sri Lanka. 
so certainly this is something you can look at as well and uh, yeah I think that's about it when it comes to laws but one more thing bonus is nothing to do with tech but uh, I think as as a person who strongly believes in this we really need this is the animal welfare bill which we see a lot of especially you know dogs and so many animals uh, suffering cruel and degrading and inhuman treatment and uh, well certainly a law to deal with it would be the most effective way to to ensure that cruelty and and certainly these astonishing things sometimes that people do to animals shouldn't happen i don't want to i get very emotional when i talk about it so i i don't want to go in depth on it but certainly animal welfare bill is something that people have been asking for for a long time and should be brought into the new parliament as well uh, there you go uh, our suggestions for the new parliament the new parliamentarians we wish all of them a very good luck uh, certainly people have believed in the new parliament and given the current government a very strong mandate to carry out a lot of reforms but we are just doing our part to voice the tech based legislations that should be or could be implemented in sri lanka certainly if you have your if you have more ideas more thoughts more feedback on this let me know these are the four that i thought would be pressing at the moment to legislate on and to get out of the way so on that note ladies and gentlemen we're going to wrap up this week's episode thank you for listening in and thank you for joining the digital wave please uh, get in touch with us on twitter and instagram and you know my personal handles as well if you have any questions or feedback on the program have a great weekend everybody and i'll catch you next week take care and ciao